0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: Best wishes, all you bats. Flap on into the stinky dragon. And imbibe our latest brew. Look on the bite side it's a mixture of Count Chocula Syrup, a dollop of whipping scream a dash of cinnamon and nut mug, a gushing artery of caffeinated blood, and a gushing artery of caffeinated blood. I hate you, Ben. And a gushing artery of caffeinated blood. <laughs> Gripping,
2: ripping it, babe. Keep them all in, keep them all in.
1: One sip of this savage sauce is enough to make you screech and click to your heart's content. Previously, our adventurers woke up at the base of a black mountain searching for signs of the alchemist and Carol. After a few drag bodies and drops of blood, they found their former horned foe, the Hemogoblin. The blood elemental was no match for the party and was put out to pasture, but the team was dealt a devastating loss of their own. Nab some nocturnal nectar and nestle in for this noxious narrative.
3: Hello, everyone. I'm Gustavo Sorolla, dungeon master of our putrid party. I'm going to hit our four players with an arrow. Do it. Take the shot. Take no one, it. No one said, this week's uh, role-playing oh, warm-up question is thank you. <laughs> Who said it? Was that you, Blaine? <laughs> no, it was yeah, me. Oh, me. it was yeah, it I have a much ah. more manly ow. John, <laughs> John, you get the inspiration <laughs> The Role-playing warm-up question. What magical power does your character wish they had?
2: The, the power to understand the rest of the party <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well you have to Who introduce you? yourself first
2: I'm John Reisinger The manliest man of all the mans I play Matty Confucius Air Cochrane Ghost Monk A magical power that I could have um, Well I, I already can do a lot Of very, what some people think is very magical it's true. It's You know, true. Some people think that flight is, is very magical so magical some, <laughs> You're a bird <laughs> Birds can fly it's not magic S- Some people <laughs> Someone sounds jealous over there yeah, uh, lie.
4: Lie.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it has to be like dim and like you can only float a little bit. It's kind of sad. Um, so, uh, and get out of my confessional booth. This is my time. Right, <laughs>
3: Just peeking through the curtains. Yeah. My looking down their beak at Barney. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I, I can I can pass through objects and sometimes stay in there for an hour.
3: But what magical power does your character wish, or Matid, what, what magical power do you wish you had? Yeah, it's not job You're just like like inventory. Yeah. All your <laughs> high of
2: magical powers. I was having a moment, okay? Can I have a moment? This is, a, this is our time to be able to share our personalities. A magical power. I wish that I could. um I, I wish that I could always know the exact time when the croissants are perfect. Um. Just to have that innate, I mean, I'm already very good at it, but if it
3: was just perfect every time, uh, th- life would be good. That'd be a, That's a great magical power.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm. Who's there? I, Silence. Hi,
2: <laughs> I'm Chris Damaris, and I play Barney Farney, the human cleric. You're, he's looking
3: very aggressively at us as he says that. That might be the first uh. time he said Barney Farney, not as Barney. Yeah, I
2: know.
5: Yeah, yeah. Barney Farney.
2: He was like looking back and forth at Blaine and me as though, like, trying to see if we would like, call him out Like, on we it. told him he isn't Barney <laughs> Farney,
1: and he's
2: like, no, I am. Uh, if I could I have one magical power. The ability to go back in time.
6: Oh. If I could turn back.
2: back (laughs) If I'm
6: far away. That's a good
2: one. What would you do with that, Bernie? A lot of things.
6: Why do you want to go back in time? I'd go to Vegas.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd take the sports almanac
4: with me. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) What's a sport?
3: <laughs> it's what you call a young uh, child, don't you? Barney? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, Didn't uh, I don't want to? I don't want to abduct a child. <laughs> in time travel.
2: <laughs> Didn't Chip like letter and something in Yamford? Did you play a sport? No, oh, yeah, I play lots of things in Yamford. You know, I was a triathlete. And uh, what are the
3: three sports in triathlon?
2: Oh, uh, you know, stabbing, stabbing, <laughs> sneaking, sneaking, and give <laughs> me another one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is on you.
2: Oh, he's fire dancing. one of them. (laughs) I like that. Those three sneaking, stabbing, and fire Fire dancing. Hey, there's Chip Haney. Uh, Did Barney have anything else to share about turning back time? He fell asleep. (laughs) asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chip Haney here, uh, you know, uh, Yamford alumni, Uh, alumnus. Alumni.
4: Which one is it? I actually don't know.
2: I don't either. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. They didn't teach me that in Yamford.
4: <laughs> the one thing they didn't
2: teach. Uh, and, you Not know, a single grammar class in all of Yamford's There's uh, lots critical. of power, powers that I wish I could have, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, to help me out with my, uh, you know, killing, if I can have some, like, sort of, like, cool super death power or maybe to help fight fire, some sort of fire control, like water power. But really, the the power that I wish I had the most was uh, uh, just perception ability. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just wish I could perceive just anything, you know. that's like magic to you yeah yeah i run out into the rain and and then you know what carol would be like hey is it raining and then i'd be like you know i don't know because i don't have perception <laughs> <laughs> i don't perceive any rain yeah
5: well you know humans can't perceive wetness
2: well he's a tiefling yeah i'm a tiefling tieflings can oh, we right. know when it's wet <laughs> but Except you for me. can't perceive it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. He's what about he's just,
5: he's just wet
3: and doesn't know why yeah. I'm blanking it, what depth? <laughs> cut that.
4: What about debt? That Vincent.
3: stays in. <laughs> so alumnus refers specifically to a singular male graduate. And alumni is the plural form for a group of male graduates and for male? a group of male and female graduates. Meanwhile, the singular term for female graduates is alumna or alumnae with an A-E at the end, which I've, I've never, never heard, heard. alumnae. Oh. Those are for the horse that schools. Is, that is from the University of Nottingham.
2: Isn't uh, alumni also what you would call where you went? No, it's My your alumna- alma mater. Alma mater. Uh, oh, not no, no, like you. I'm a
5: Yamford alumni. Alum- you can't alumnae. be. Yeah. Alumna. <laughs> 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 sounds like a mistake. Yeah. It does.
2: But who's not a mistake?
5: <laughs> Elga. <Well done.
2: laughs>
6: Are you done, Chip?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hold on. Let me perceive if I'm done. I don't know. <laughs> really
3: turn up the volume on those. Yeah, we were sitting here before we started recording and John, I think, had moved Blaine's uh, headphones from one plug to another, <laughs> and Blaine was just sitting there and with not saying anything, which is blank was d- look on his face. I was
2: turning the volume up to see like, when it got to a point that he liked it, and he did nothing.
3: He did nothing. And then he just said, yeah, that's real loud. Because
2: <laughs> just, you kept turning it louder, and then I was, like, I was so distracted by you the loud. You gave me no clue. It's like when someone like comes over and pours water, and you just watch them pour water until it's like overflowing. You never said when. Well, I'm just like, well, surely they're going to stop it soon. I can't hear what it sounds like. Oh, okay.
6: Anyways, <laughs> hello party people, Elga in the house. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into my stream. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew.
5: Uh, I'm Barbara Dunkelman. What's up? I voice Elga Von Brath, the half-elf vampire barbarian, level seven. Nice. And I'm getting my thoughts together. That was like zigzagging verbally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm going all over the place.
6: You know, Elga, I have many, you know, powers. You know, I have I have uh, superhuman strength, mm. I have flight, now mm. that I could change into a bat. bat. You know, that's also shape-shifting. And then I also have, you know, just in, in general, uh, longevity, I guess, is another power. Living for a very long time.
2: But what power do you want?
6: So, yeah, you know, thank you, Barney, for asking. So nice of you. Get out of my booth, please. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
6: I think I would choose invisibility. Because I think that would be pretty scary when you see an axe just flying at you with no no little girl attached. Mm, Although mm-hmm. it's probably even more scary having a little girl <laughs> attached to the axe.
3: So it's like Elga already has inv- invisibility against Chip because his perception is so low; <laughs> he never knows where Elga I'm is. I'm too short for yeah. him to perceive. You're you're below his line of sight, yeah. so you don't exist. Elga with invisibility would be
2: like the worst mosquito ever because you never <laughs> you never know when you get bit until you feel it, and that's what it'd be like if it's just Elga, mm. which is just like you just feel two fangs go in and it's like, ah, yeah, you're all dripping and you're yeah.
5: like, what's going on? Can I change
2: my answer? Invisibility sounds real cool. <laughs> <laughs> can I perceive if I can change my answer? Get out of my booth. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> I feel like there might be a a good puppet compilation or something there with like all oh, the get out of my booth. Get out of my booth. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like we had a few of those in this episode. Some confessionals. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, this arrow kind of turned into... A humble brag session for a couple of characters, and <laughs> <I don't laughs> talking know about what you're talking all of about. their abilities, and then uh, capping it off with an ability they wish they had. I think it's it, 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 it taught me a lot. Hopefully, it taught the audience a I'm lot. Surrounded too. by <laughs> undead
2: gods, and I'm just ai uh, got a knife. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> well, pretty nice. It's a nice
3: knife, though. Though her clothes are soaked in blood, Carol is ghastly white. Her frail body gaunt with throbbing green veins. She looks up at you with a hollow face. <laughs>
7: Hey there, Chip, Chip Haney, <laughs> I said, hey there.
3: A weak smile comes across her face. You notice a sigil on her belt. Do I, uh, or does Chip recognize the sigil? Why don't you roll a wisdom check? That's a 19, minus one, 18. With a roll that high, I'll tell you that you don't recognize the sigil, but because you don't recognize it, that's why it sticks out to you. This is something older than the knowledge of clan sigils that you know. Ah. <laughs> oh.
7: <coughs> you found me. I'm so sorry for everything. Well It's up to you now, honey. Find sheath. C- complete. My m- mission, <coughs> I, I love you, Chip.
3: Her feeble hand reaches up to touch your face, but it falls to the ground and her body exhales one final breath. <sighs> yeah, I didn't know we were gonna come right
2: back I into know. that moment. <laughs> we just came right back into Hey, you wanna relive this moment? This better be like a big Chip lore episode where he gets superpowers and a cool new weapon. <laughs> You guys have been really mean to me lately. And could bring back me? his now That's dead wife. Me? Life.
3: Man, you asked for the wrong ability. What do you mean? When you asked if
4: you could
7: the- <laughs> Oh, no!
3: Yeah, you should be like the original Superman movie from the 70s. You just you should want to fly, then fly around the world so fast, you make it go backwards and you reverse running. time. Yeah, uh, um,
2: hey gang, can I, can I have a moment?
6: Um, yeah,
2: what's up? Uh, no, I just... Oh, I, with her? Yeah, or with yeah, us? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Sorry, gang, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna let them, like, kind of leave eyesight and then I'm just gonna kind of hold Carol. Oh, I'm just kind of tearing up. Gonna hold Carol, close her eyes for her. You know, I, I, I feel like I know Chip knows death intimately enough to know that there's probably nothing he can do at this point. Chip, why don't you go and roll a medicine check? <clears throat> that would be- You got intelligence. It's a nat 20. when he
5: needs it. Can you imagine what you roll determines if Carol Lizard dies? dies.
3: You have a negative one on
5: medicine.
2: Yeah, but you know. It's
4: still an
2: at 20. It's an at 20. It's
3: an at 20. 20. You can tell that her death was brought on by some kind of venom that poisoned her blood. In essence, the life was drained from her and the poisoning seems to have started from like the waist, like the midsection and spread out from there. Okay.
2: Like she
5: was stabbed in the midsection or something? Yeah,
3: or is this like a
5: pregnancy
2: kind of thing, is it? Like what is what what else can I determine? Is is there a is there check, a check what he just said. Yeah, is there like an external wound or anything like you that? Yeah, make an investigation check. Oh,
5: okay. He's like
2: mortuary one. assistant. Oh my god, six. Um hold on. I think I might have
5: Oh, I have inspiration. Could I also help him investigate? Or well, I
2: thought, are we still there? Where where we? we've stepped this away. This is a very private moment for Chip, and I think he'd want to do this on his own. Yeah, this would
3: just be uh, Chip then. Uh,
2: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my inspiration for another investigation.
3: Not much better, 10. 10, that's fine. It, it, it's, it, you don't need that high of a roll because, you know, when you look, you can see that it's pretty clear to you that the source of the venom seems to be a magic belt strapped to her waist. It seems like it's really on there tight, and it's difficult to unfasten or move it, when you you know open it up and look at it it looks like it contains a vial with a few droplets left of some kind of green venom maybe you know, is this like a drip feeding thing or was it triggered like remotely well there's a contraption in it right that seems like it's there to inject the venom with two fang-like syringes so it wasn't necessarily like metered out okay and if you remember from the end of the last episode the belt has a buckle with the shape of a red blood drop and inside is the outline of a white upside down triangle you don't recognize the symbol, but you do know that it's something older than the clan sigils that you know. Hmm. Okay.
6: Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Maybe she's getting married.
2: Is Elga back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife's definitely dead.
4: Thanks for asking, Elga. <laughs> um.
2: Okay. Well, so with that, can can I do any other like look through, or or is there anything else to you, be you done? If you want,
3: you can make like a an Arcana check to see if you're able to. Figure out anything related to the belt. 13. The, the belt seems to emanate some kind of maybe divination or necromancy magic. It's clearly some kind of rare magical device that's capable of being activated from far distance. Oh. Uh, and it almost seems like it would track the wearer's location. It has, like, and the reason you were having trouble opening it or, you know, removing it from her is because it's magically locked. So it was remote triggered and she was basically being held.
2: Hostage. I'll relay this to the group, but can I go through her stuff? I, I I feel like I can also piece together what's going on in her final moments by the equipment that Carrie,
3: Carol carried on her. Yeah, you go ahead and start looking through um, like her pockets, and you find you know of course the belt and the, the mechanism you know that we just talked about. In her left pocket, you find some letter supplies like you know paper, pen. Uh, and in her right pocket, you find a photo that's folded in half of. You, Chip. Okay. I'll quietly pocket that in the bum bag.
2: Okay, well, then at this point, yeah, I'll just kind of hold her for a while longer, you know, and just kind of process that. And then, uh, hey, gang, let's gather around. Team, team, meet up. Uh, Chip,
6: I'm so sorry that you lost your wife again.
2: Yeah, thanks, Elga. Could Barney trying to like, I don't know, cast this. any spells, like your healing spells or, like, I don't have man. If I, I I feel like uh, Chip would kind of sense that that's what he's trying to do, and he knows it's in good intentions. But I think maybe
3: Chip would kind of, kind of back it. It is okay, Barney. We know you would if you could. Yeah. Why don't Barney? Why don't you roll me a wisdom check? With pleasure. I don't like. I don't like the way you said that. (laughs) I don't like (laughs) either. either. Cut Uh, that. that. uh, I'm glad you said it too. (laughs) Uh, Well, I didn't roll great. That was a ten total. So you you know you you think about it and you know Chip kind of you know puts his hand on your shoulder expressing you know his desire but then you realize that maybe your your divine power would be better served assisting Lewis who's also laying there unconscious. Oh, oh, I forgot he was here. <laughs> yeah, he's in Lewis form. <laughs> that, that's why I had to roll a wisdom check to see if you remember it. Yes, yes.
5: I have a question. Yeah, While yeah. he's doing that, is poison poison's necrotic typically, right?
3: There's various kinds.
5: Do we know what type of poison is injecting her? So
3: you relate everything to them,
2: right, Chip? Yeah, yeah. I basically just like very cold, calculated. Here's the
3: facts, no emotions.
5: Could I look at it and see if I recognize the sigil?
3: Yeah, but uh, real fast to answer your your previous question. In this specific case, there is necromancy magic involved with it.
5: So that's necrotic.
3: Yeah, and then the necrotic would be necromancy. Okay. And then uh, you want to see if you recognize the sigil? Yeah. Yeah, can I check too?
5: Well, you're looking working on. Yeah,
3: <laughs> uh, we'll deal with you and and Lewis here in a second. Then, if you want, you can take a look at it after that, Barney. You take a look at the sigil as well that's uh, in the um, magical belt, and you do recognize it, Elga. You recognize it as being the uh, sigil of Vania, your homeland.
4: Mm. Oh,
6: uh, Chip, I promise I had nothing to do with this, but I recognize the sigil that's on Carol's belt. It's from Vania. Where I'm from. Okay. But I did not put it on her.
2: No, no, Elga. I didn't think you would have.
6: You've seen my hands the whole time?
2: Of course. (laughs) (laughs) No, this isn't your style. I know it's not you. (laughs) It's much too subtle.
3: Yeah. I like Elga's. You've seen my hands the whole time? I picture like a little kid holding their hands up, like. (laughs) They
2: clean. I have a question. Uh huh. Help me remember, but you have to help me remember because I have perfect memory as a character. John doesn't have the feet. Matied has the feet, so Gus has to be the one to tell Matied. That's <laughs> true. Um, Hello, Matied. Bonjour. We were on the train before we detoured to Paris to Vania. Why were we on our way to Vania, or why were we? Someone said maybe Weezer it was said we Weezer was singular, Yeah, we yeah we all met up.
3: Yeah, you were going to Vania to try to follow on a lead to continue the investigation to go after, if I remember right, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were on the train to continue the investigation to follow potentially where Eddie might be. Okay, so it was just a latest whereabouts of Eddie Correct, as far Correct. As, as far as I remember. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And I, I, I want to go back to Chris real fast because I did have him make that check. You, you know, you remember that Lewis is there and you think about possibly using some of your healing power mm-hmm. to see if that could bring him back. But I want you to make, I'll, I'll let you choose either a medicine or an arcana check on that. Medicine. That's 21. Nice. You think that your healing spells will not wake him. You need some something more powerful and permanent to uh, kind of counteract the curse afflicting his body. So he doesn't have a poison belt. He's just unconscious. He's just unconscious? Correct.
5: How did he go down again?
3: You were not aware of that. When you found him, he was floating unconscious in the Hemogoblin.
5: Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha.
3: So so can I see what, like, is he just unconscious? Like, is there anything else wrong with him? Like, what's he look like? Based on your medicine check, I'll say that it does seem like he's just unconscious, but you're not entirely sure why. You think, based on that medicine check, you think it has something to do with the curse that's affecting him.
5: Could I? I don't know if this is going to do anything at all. Could I attempt to suck the poison out of Carol?
3: Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. How would we do that? I'll have you make a, I guess, a medicine check? How would you approach that? Because that's going to, optics-wise, not look the best. <laughs>
6: okay, Chip, maybe just turn around for a second.
3: Also, it is it is difficult. I, I, I do want to clarify. The belt is still, like, very much in your way. We have not we, been we, able to magically we, remove it. We can't take the belt off? You that's what you said. It's it is
5: magically it is, attached. It is
3: locked oh, got it, got could,
5: it. could Elga just look at the belt and see if she recognizes or not how to take it off? Yeah, I mean,
3: uh, I, I and I, I just bring it up as like a point because I don't think anyone specifically said that they're really going to try to you know to mess with it. I mean, I'd absolutely try to take it off if I have the yeah, opportunity. I'll let Chip try first. Then, yeah, in that case, please. Uh, Elga, why don't you roll like an Arcana check to see if you're able to uh, counteract the magics on it? No sleight of hand, huh? Nat 20. And, uh, because it's really not nice. 20, 24. 24. when
5: it matters, you do it
3: <laughs> he's not looking yeah, you're able to like fudge around with it and uh you figure out a way to unlock it it seems very counterintuitive and it's not as straightforward you know chip is very much used to dealing with non magical locks you mm. know picking locks and getting things open like that, so this is a little counterintuitive for you, but you are able to uh to free it and get it off okay and Does that do anything? I mean, now that I've stopped the feed of
2: the necrotic poison.
3: Uh, No, I mean it wasn't still continuing to feed. It was like the it already the syringes had already right uh, emptied themselves, so now it is free. If Elga wanted to, yeah. So could I just see
5: where like the punctures were and try to, yeah. There are uh,
3: you know two small puncture wounds from the syringes,
5: like
6: on
4: her. It was like like her
3: Her waist. yeah. Yeah.
6: Okay. Okay. Um, medical assistance has arrived, Carol. Everyone, please look away. I'm very embarrassed to
5: do this, but I must try. Elga goes in and tries to suck the poison.
3: All right. Go ahead and make a constitution saving throw.
5: And I am, I am, uh, resistance to necrotic. Okay. 20. Ooh. Ooh,
3: Nice. You know, you are able to extract some of the venom, and I assume, you know, you, you, you extract it and spit spit it out, and you know, it leaves a very awful taste in your mouth. And you feel, it makes it does make you feel a little dizzy, but you're able to like shake it off and uh, and maintain your, your composure.
2: Is there
5: anything I could identify about the taste of it? Yeah,
3: like- I was gonna say, if we wanna do this role
2: play, hey, hey Elga, have you, the weird question, have you ever bit Eddie? Have I? I don't think so.
5: I don't think I Cause, have.
2: Cause I, my, I'm starting to think that this is definitely something to do with uh, Cause he's green and veins. Well, it says, yeah. like her
5: veins turn green, yeah.
2: Yeah. I have a
3: question. I had John here with questions all the time. Hi John. <laughs> Long time listener, first time calling? Where are we? We're uh the you, mountain. Yeah, you're on the mountainside. Why are we on that mountain? Because
2: I, if I recall, we were in the grotto like area, the, the Talon uh, right. headquarters uh, with the tree and all that. And then, end of combat, Carol like went unconscious and we appeared here? Or did I hear that wrong?
3: You, so at the start of the last episode, well, at the end of the previous episode, you all had lost consciousness. And when you came to- We lost consciousness and we came to. Right. And you were on the side of the mountain and you began making you, you one of you, I forget who, found blood leading in the track right. up and then followed it so, up. So did we lose consciousness because of something Carol did? Oh, in the previous episode before. Yeah. Shirak cast a spell that had knocked everyone unconscious.
2: Shirak Sh- who was the one that was remaining in the circle of magic? or the No, she was the one that got banished, right? Yeah, she came back for banishment. Oh, I missed that entirely. Okay. <laughs> so Shirak came, put us all into a spell, and we... Became conscious in this mountain. Unconscious. Oh, yeah, right. You regain consciousness on this mountain. Can we? Correct. Can, okay. So playing off of this, can we tell how much time has elapsed since
3: the encounter with the? You can axe? make a. Hmm, I feel like I've been asking for a lot, but go ahead and make a wisdom. No, no, no. Make a survival check.
2: Could I also assist that by uh, doing a little bit of reconnaissance? Uh, can, can I, can uh, Mati do some, some flight? and look and yeah, see like, course. where are we? Maybe even just see like, do I see Parish, per, Parish or the little hag place? Yeah, ha- maybe have, have a coven, covenard,
3: covenoid. I rolled a covenard, three on survival. Covenard. Talent headquarters. Uh, yeah, let me deal with Blaine while I'm doing that. Um, a roll. Sorry, we're throwing uh, a lot at you today, guys, yeah, sorry. A uh, perception <laughs> check.
2: I, I like these moments, I mean, this is a bummer, but we're like in investigation mode. We're like, now we gotta figure out the next steps
3: of our journey and we have some leads. Did you roll three? You're not sure, you know. You know that it's evening, but you're not sure if it's evening of the same day that previous combat happened, or if it's the next day, or even the day after that. Does Chip grow like stubble? You got a mustache. Can we tell like how how long's it been? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you you bust out your Yamford uh, ruler and see how many millimeters the old uh, the old uh, mustache has grown?
6: One gray hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Sixteen for a perception check. You think that way far in the distance, you may see the walls of Parish.
2: Okay, so we are a distance away, much further than we would have been if we had just come out straight up from Correct. Talon. Correct. Uh, Thank you. Let's huddle up, gang, because we got to come up with some steps. Obviously, there's some Ten holes point. in the memory, and uh, you know we got some, some crimes to solve. Obviously, we need to bring back Louis slash Alchemist. And I think it, based on the belt and what Elga said, we're going to have to go to is it Transylvania or... S- Vania. 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 We're going to have to go to Vania. Uh, I just don't know what to do with with them. Like, who, is there anybody that we can call in for assistance? I got the Cartus Deias. Do you think I should try messenger those? I always assume was as Carol talking to me. I think that's a worthwhile thing to try out. The the, 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 the Deias were the oh, letters that would oh, yeah. write. Yeah. He found pen and, and paper or writing utensils writing materials in is that taro? what those were correct do you want
3: to check yeah I mean
2: there is there anything discernible about the card to, say, to tell that it's different than just regular paper
3: yeah it's you can see it's very, it has like a lot of calligraphy like it's very very fancy paper. Fancy. So, yeah, I was gonna say filigree, but that's not right. Paper wouldn't have filigree. That would be like gold, dec- yeah, like, gold yeah, on Yeah, it. like decorations on milk on, so on
2: paper. So, we don't know if the parchment she was carrying was the other. It doesn't seem like the same kind of paper. Then I would try, is it got this? Okay. What kind of letter should I write? Because we don't know who holds the other end of this. I don't want to give away too much information.
5: Have we actually done a check to see if she actually is in fact dead? Yeah, is there like, yes. we have? Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, worthwhile asking. It's a good question. Um, what do you ask? Because what have you gotten? I'm, does that, Hi, what? I'm
3: good. How are you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Hi. How are you? <laughs> Where are you at? Uh, um, you up? Let's let's can 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 we remember what message we've gotten so far from the cartas? It was like I'm amongst the the the, 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 dead. the dead. was that. But that was the that only was one? that was like the most recent one I think that we got, which again. That led us to, like, okay, well, Parish is the land of the dead. Elga, do you have
5: any notes in your little... I your mean, little, it, uh, it said the mail in his bag said, I'm amongst the dead now. Your little pocket pal. Oh, he's Carol... A,
2: he's awake. Didn't Carol give you a potion that said you might need something after this fight to gift to you one of your friends? That's okay. Hold on. She did say that. I don't know this as Barney, but...
5: I mean, you know this as Chris, right?
2: I know this as Chris. I don't, Was that the thing that she put in that she didn't tell you what it is? And to, uh, right, right away? Yeah.
5: Guys, do you want to try using it on her?
3: The, the thing she put that you didn't notice was the silver pin that has the S around the sword. Right, she, but she did give me a, a vial of something. Yeah, a correct. vial to... Make a
2: wisdom check for me, Chip. Wisdom, not going to be good. Here we go.
3: That's eight.
2: Could I look at it?
3: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what, he, he, I mean, you do remember, uh, why don't you, you know, you, I assume you would pull out the bottle and yeah. look at it, and it has a label, and when you read the label, it reminds you of what Carol said. It says, Hydean Cure.
5: Hydean. Hydean Cure. Does, uh, Elga know what Hydean means?
3: If I had to take a guess, Dr. Dr. Jekyll is
2: Mr. Mr. Hyde. So…
5: Maybe we give this to Lewis
2: may, I mean, I… Do you think- I think we give it can, to can I? Does it say anything uh, on the nutritional information?
3: Does it say how many servings I've got here? <laughs> it says one serving and it has 75% of your RDA of sodium. Real weird. Oh, geez. Oh, it's that's salty. Electrolytes. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, yeah.
6: I mean, she did say one of our friends would need it. Not her.
3: I feel like it's probably
2: Lewis then. Yeah, let's let's go give this to Lewis. Cause I, I mean, it's it's a separate thing from- But he's unconscious, maybe it'll help. Yeah, no, 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 I, yeah. Okay, I'm going to uncork it. Uh, I'm going to lay Carol down. This entire time, I've been sitting with Carol, just like her head resting on my lap.
6: I'll hold her for you now, Chip.
2: Thank you, Elga. I'm going to walk over to Louis and feed him the vial, hold up his head and just kind of drip him. <laughs> that's the sound. Ooh, that's
5: a good sound. There you Thanks. go.
3: Micah, you don't even need to do the
5: sound. <laughs> you? I did it. Make <laughs> it do a good, like, just cork pop
3: sound? going
2: to pitch it down.
3: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you uh, pour the hiding cure down uh, Louis's mouth and you know, a lot of it dribbles out and kind of gets all over the place. But enough enough of it must enter his body because Lewis begins transforming and shrinking back into a gray-haired robber who then uh, slowly wakes up. Good morning. <laughs> oh my
2: God.
5: Micah's shaking his head. You know what? Like You're gonna have to listen to that when you edit this podcast. I'm
2: Matilde would have been so startled by that. I think
5: Matilde would have just kicked
2: <laughs> in that direction because I think that would have just been like, that's an enemy of clearly. me.
3: <laughs> that's a cursed sound. Yeah, um, uh, yeah uh, you know, Robert looks around uh, and he has a very confused look on his face.
2: Bonjour. Robert, we're on the side of the mountains near Parish. Uh, we found Carol. She was a hag in disguise. She's passed away. Oh, I'm so
0: sorry, Chip.
6: Do you think you can bring her back to life, Mr. Alchemist?
0: I don't know. I can certainly take a look. Well, please do. She had this poison
2: belt, and Elga was able to identify that this is from Vania. Vania.
6: Hmm. Again, not my, I didn't do it. Just to clarify. We know,
2: Elga,
3: we know. Another crime you didn't do. The Alchemist, you know, gets to his feet, and, you know, before he goes over to look at it, he puts his hand on your shoulder, Chip. You know.
0: You can take solace in knowing that since Carol's soul is connected to the Feywild, her soul will return to that plane in peace. It also means that within the day, her body will fade from this
2: plane. So we didn't have to bury it. That's pretty metal. Yeah. <laughs> I I just, I don't say anything back. I just let him just, you know, I don't know that Chip buys into a lot of uh, the spiritual stuff. Sure.
3: I just know he's just trying to make me feel better. But yeah. like, it's, it's all kind of bouncing off. Yeah, he uh, removes his hand from uh, Chip's shoulder, and you know, very slowly makes his way over. Just it seems like maybe he he's a you know his got a sore hip, yeah. sore back. Slowly makes his way over and starts taking a look at the belt.
0: Certainly a venom, possibly vampiric in nature. A very curious device. I've never seen anything like this before.
2: Well, we figured that it might have been remote controlled. Do you know who would want to do something like this? Also, do you see any correlation between this and Eddie? Because it kind of looks, you know, based on the green veins. It is
0: definitely reminiscent of Eddie. I have to agree. So what's the play, Doc? I don't know What would he do? Well, I think the first step is that we need to take care of Carol. Are you aware of any of her wishes? Is there any way you would like to remember her? Or something you would like to do to mark this place? Or Keisha. I considered that.
4: Uh,
6: well, she did want us to go complete her mission by finding sheath.
2: Yeah. No, but she did do that. Do you want to mark this ground, though? Her body's going to fade. Yeah, I feel like that'd be something that Chip might want to handle separately. Just kind of okay. walk off and, and do
3: Fair that. Yeah. I think, right. I before think that we depart. The alchemist is more trying to make sure you think about it. That, you know, he's making sure you have time yeah, to think yeah, about yeah. it and process it as opposed to like, hey, do this right now. yeah. yeah he yeah. just wants to make sure, you know, dealing with uh with um uh, we'll
0: take care someone. of that right before we leave understood what about anybody else would anybody like to do anything i i well one i i do it, i i don't have it prepared <laughs> but i have a spell
2: called ceremony i just don't know in the in the context of this world
5: it's going to fade though
2: yeah i know i'm just a, I, I would offer that to uh what does it do i mean i i like like you know I guess, uh, well, shoot me straight, Robert. Like, is there anything that can be done? Because it doesn't seem like that's in the cards.
0: No. The call of the Feywild is very strong, and it cannot be easily overcome. I don't think there can be anything that can be done to stop that. At least not from this plane. I have to go plane hopping.
6: You know, Chip, I just want to say there's a lot of crazy things that happen in this world. You know, Matid is dead, but with us. So who knows what could happen to Carol? You know, maybe she'd come back in different ways.
2: Yeah, you're right, Ilga. But maybe you don't want me to do a funeral right. You touch one corpse, and for the next seven days, the target can't become undead. Right? I'll kill you. <laughs> no, but I, that's like... <laughs> oh, 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 I, oh like It prevents it from... Prevents it from someone like necroman- bad necromancy take t- t- turning someone up from dead. Yeah, I mean, if, if her body's going to fade go to the Faye Wild, then I don't know if that's a risk or something. I don't know. I just like we've already done enough poking and prodding and like sucking of blood like <laughs> blood venom that I think I think Chip just kinda wants to like let his wife rest. I think Mateed would like to do something. Okay, what's that? I think Mateed No, I'm not gonna do it because I can't make this kind of a, of a sound, but Matid would do like a little song, like a little bird song. Oh, something, something very melancholy and haunting, as a as a ghostly bird could do. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah and cool. so that would be, I think, the closest thing Matid could do to think of like helping the situation. <laughs>
5: Little stinkers, it's me, Barbara, talking to you in your ear holes. What's up? We wanted to give you guys a little update as to what is going on right now in the stinky universe. First up for our first members, we have a very special live event happening on March first at one PM Central. You guys could join us for that at StinkyDragonPod.com/live. And speaking of first, if you guys want to support the show directly. Please consider subscribing at stinkydragonpod.com/first. Our first members are essentially our version of Patreon. It supports the show and allows us to create so much more content for you guys and continue making this podcast, of course. And if you become a first member, you guys get stuff as well. It's not just for us. It's team effort here. We've got bonus episodes, bonus shows like Second Win, which is our weekly dungeon master slash player deep dive on the latest episodes. And we also have Show Me the Magic, which is an exclusive show on how Stinky Dragon Adventures, our puppet show, was made. You also get ad-free episodes at StinkyDragonPod.com and an ad-free podcast feed, including all of our bonus content available at StinkyDragonPod.com slash RSS. Essentially, you sign up and you just add it as a feed on the podcast platform that you are using. It's very easy. It's wonderful. And you also get monthly subscriber events such as live streams, Discord events, exclusive merch, and so much more. And speaking of merch, we have some new merch coming out, which I am very excited for. Not biased at all. We have our Bartholomew Finn tour shirt coming out at 10 a.m. Central on February 16th. It's going to be dropping over at StinkyDragonPod.com store. If you guys watched our live stream, I was wearing it the whole time. It's one of my favorite shirts we've ever made. It's wonderful. And of course, we already have our Gum Gum shirt and our Kyborg shirt in the store, as well as a new Stinky Dragon dice tray. They are available right now at StinkyDragonPod.com store. Go grab them before they sell out. They're beautiful. And finally, if you guys are feeling social, come on over and interact with us on the Rooster Teeth Discord. You could get there by going to StinkyDragonPod.com slash Discord and join and follow us at Stinky Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all the social media. And you could also head over to our fan run subreddit over at Reddit.com slash R slash We want to thank our sponsors for today's episode, starting with Shady Rays. Thank you, Shady Rays, for sponsoring this episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Shade Rays, they are an independent sunglasses brand that has over 250,000 five-star reviews, and they are on a mission to match affordability with durability, making top-quality shades accessible to everyone. They have tons of styles and colors to pick from, so finding the perfect polarized shades is a breeze. If you're looking for an upgrade, we would recommend their premium Color Rush lenses. Ooh, fancy. They're crafted with rare earth materials and these lenses bring high impact color to life, elevating reds, blues, greens, you know, all your favorite colors. Also they have their Tangle Free collection that is perfect for all hair types and is their hottest selling style. These shades have specialty nose pieces designed with long hair in mind for an ultra comfort fit, so you'll never snag them in your hair. I can confirm this, by the way. They do not get caught in my hair, which is very tangly usually, so it's pretty much a magic trick. Plus, if you're into winter sports and need to switch lenses on the fly, their quick-swap snow goggles are perfect for any light conditions on the slopes. I have a few pair of Shady Ray's now and they are all very fashionable, very stylish. They go with everything. There's different styles to choose from, which is why I had to get a few, you know, for myself, including those tangle free aviators. I'm telling you, they don't get caught in your hair. I don't know how they do it. It's the nose piece. It's wonderful. It's magical. And they're great sunglasses. The sun doesn't get in my eyes. What more could you want? It's great. If your shades go missing or they take a hit, do not sweat it, my friends, they've got a lost and broken protection plan so you are covered from day one. And if you don't love your shades, you could exchange or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. So exclusively for our listeners, which is you guys, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Head over to ShadyRays.com and use the code DRAGON for 35% off Polaroids, sunglasses, and snow goggles. You guys could try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that is code DRAGON. When you go to ShadyRays.com, get that 35% off, my friends. Selling a little or a lot? Well, Shopify helps you do your thing however you (laughs) cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Man, that would be awesome. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell Everywhere, from their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36% better on average. Better on average, guys, compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you could sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI powered all star. You know, we've uh, we've used Shopify before, and it is wonderful. It is incredibly easy to use. It's incredibly easy to grow your store. They have all the tools you need. You don't even have to think about it. Even someone like me, who's not very tech savvy, it was a breeze to use it. Uh, and so if I could do it, you could do it. That should be their motto. If Barbara could do it. You guys could do it. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. That's a lot. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success at every step of the way because businesses that grow they grow with Shopify. You guys could sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dragon, all lowercase, by the way, D-R-A-G-O-N. Go to shopify.com slash dragon now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dragon. Thank you so much to Shopify for supporting our show. And lastly, today we wanna thank our friends over at 30 Morbid Minutes, a wonderful podcast you guys should check out. Do you ever keep yourself up at night reading real life scary stories that make your skin crawl? Tales of true crime or histories of the macabre? Well, if you've ever wondered what exactly is necro-cannibalism? Played with a Ouija board or Googled the last meal requests of death row prisoners? Then 30 Morbid Minutes is the new podcast for you. 30 Morbid Minutes is a journey through the creepy, gruesome, and unexplained, hosted by friends, comedians, and known weirdos, Elise Willems and Jessica Vasami, also friends of the show. 30 Morbid Minutes takes you inside cruise ship morgues and behind the scenes at body farms, back in time to Victorian England's obsession with death, and down a rabbit hole of alien conspiracy theories and celebrity death hoaxes. You guys could subscribe to 30 Mormon Minutes now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And they have new episodes every Tuesday. Cannot say enough good things about 30 Mormon Minutes and the crew who works on the show. We love them. So go check them out.
3: Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I would offer you an inspiration dive. I know you have one already. loaded with them. I mean, are are we. Before we
2: start dealing with the, you know, Carol's body and, and what we need to do with that, is there anything else that we need to investigate with the alchemist present? And, like, what do we have to do? Like, what is our next steps? I feel like Vania... I think we need to add uh, Vania now. Can yeah. Barney look at the belt see if he recognizes anything? Because he's pretty old. That's true. Uh,
3: make a wisdom check. 17. You have seen the sigil, you think, but... You don't remember when. I've seen this.
5: But you don't remember when. <laughs> it's hard.
3: <laughs> you hear the distant sound of a bird, and before long, you see a hideous bird with golden-brown feathers, grayish bat wings, and a yellow-green lizard-like tail swoop down from the sky. Ew. The cockatree swiftly dives for Chip. Chip, Whoa. make an animal handling check. No. Get away from him! Eh,
2: Skipper, it's okay. He no, not the
3: time!
2: Nah, he's, he's just going to see his mama. Fifteen.
3: Yeah, you are correct. It is Skipper. That, that's your pet diving down.
2: Yeah. I forgot that. Was, I thought his pet was just a bird. That's it a cockatoo. Cockatoo. Cockatrice. Cockatrice. I know. I thought that was just a fancy word no, for like, no, a no. Cock- like a cockatoo. How <laughs> problematic would that be if I had my, my close friends? I was caging one of your brethren. <laughs> I mean, Eric Cochrans are different than birds that are that are in the wild. You
4: are.
2: Oh, yeah. Not a character. But so I, I thought this was like attacking. Chip. No, no, no! a real go. a bad day.
3: It's like a, an amalgamation of creatures. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, I yeah, get yeah, it yeah. now. But yeah, so yeah, Skipper dives down from the sky and lands safely and very deftly on Chip's soldier, soldier shoulder.
5: Skipper's strongest nuzz- shoulders.
3: <laughs> Skipper nuzzles his beak against your face, and you notice he has four rolled-up pieces of paper tied to his legs. Whoa! A newspaper, a note, and two letters. Okay, let's uh, crack them open. You
6: haven't checked her mail in a while, Chip. Yeah,
3: it's been a little busy looking for her. A couple episodes ago, didn't you ask your neighbor to get your mail and check on Skipper?
4: Sharon! Yeah, Sharon. Yeah!
5: <laughs> so you, you pulled down all the papers? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I'll send it to you so you can read it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Might I have the crossword in the paper? <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. I want yeah. to look at the comics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Vultures. <laughs> Barney, do you want the uh, the obituaries? No. <laughs> I I think that's a lo-
4: little
0: little. <laughs> <considering Just> <laughs> <moment. laughs> uh,
2: okay. Just feel like that's an old person thing, Did where I, <laughs> they just open up the obituaries and just see, oh, Frank oh. died. Oh. oh, look, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> They're prompt. Oh, I feel like. Chip has been handling all this stuff pretty privately, but if this is information that's going to help us solve the case, he feels like he's amongst friends, so he's going to share this with the rest of the group. So he'll read this out.
7: Dear Chip, if you are receiving this letter, then something has happened to me. No doubt you've learned the truth about me. It's true, sweetheart. I'm a hag. Like so many before me, I never knew my family. I was taken at a young age by hags. I was consumed by them and rebirthed as a hagling. However, the hag saw potential in me, so I was groomed and trained like a witchy assassin from a young age. Thus, a new coven was born, Talon. As you know, during my tenure at Talon, I had a knack for clandestine work and crossed out many targets. But once I met you, I put my killing days behind me. I changed my identity. I procured a concoction from an infamous alchemist to change my appearance and ran away with you. I thought that I succeeded. We lived years in utter bliss, but I was wrong. Not long ago I was found. Not by Talon, but by a man representing a different organization, Sheath. Society of Hidden Espionage Agents for Tactical Harmony. He warned me that Talon was hot on my trail and that I should let them find me. He wanted me to return to Talon to act as a double agent on their behalf so I could feed Sheath intel. But if you're reading this, it means that I need you to pick up where I left off. Sheath has been conducting a top secret mission of the utmost importance for weeks now. Unfortunately, for security purposes, I cannot provide the details in this letter. But I've given you everything you need to find my handler. If anyone can find a target, it's Chip Haney. You have always been and will always be the best part of my life. Oh, I love you, sweetheart. Your wife and partner in crime. Carol Kino, Kino Haney. Haney.
5: Kino. I forgot. Okay,
2: I'm it. Sorry. <laughs> no. That was a beautiful letter, and I and I and I just was reminded of Carol's beautiful middle name. Yeah. I thought it was last name. That's a hyphenated, hyphenated last name. Oh yeah, I
5: Yeah, yeah. Thank you.
3: Skipper also had, you know, like I mentioned, Skipper also had. That was the letter. Some other papers, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's two notes in a newspaper. There's also a letter to Elga. What? Oh, Elga, this one's addressed to you.
6: Look at I, that. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, let me take a look. Hold on, let me un- unravel this paper. <clears throat> Mayor Elga. That's
0: me. <laughs> Good start. It's been over a week since I last heard from you, my daughter. You were only meant to visit the Peace Parade and then return home to Vania. I worry for your safety, my child. Please take care and come home as soon as possible. Your father, Count von Brath. P.S. Of fluids, don't forget to sharpen your axe every night.
6: Oh, just like my daddy would tell me every night. Has it only been a little few weeks that
4: we've been gone? It hasn't been yeah. very long at all. Yeah, it's we, been,
3: been action packed. Yeah. How would
2: Elga's father have gotten a letter to Skipper? That's a good question. It's a mystery. What you're else gonna, you're gonna have to ask him when you see him? Okay, do, do well, does
6: my dad know your wife?
2: Dude, I am. So lost. I have questions for The Alchemist,
3: but I want to continue reading all this stuff. Skipper also had a newspaper. Yeah. And there's a note pinned to the newspaper. It's a small note signed by Inspector Weezer. Okay. It says, Too cold. No luck finding Eddie or infiltrating the Ramspire. Urgent business has come up in full lock. Please continue the investigation into Eddie and Vania. I've provided an advance of your stipend. Ten gold pieces to each of you. And a current newspaper from the Atro Tribune. Good detectives keep their eyes and ears open. Keep up the good work. Inspector Carl Lisa. Is that like a play on
2: that they are coughs and we're cold? Did we make that dumb joke when we got deputized? <laughs> that sounds like something dumb we would do. It, it does sound like yep, something dumb we like would do. Yeah, that sounds
3: like our flavor of idiocy. You all were deputized as the city official lawful detectives.
2: Did we come up with that, or did my dumb brother come up with that?
3: That was not us. He's, he's, he's sitting right here. That's
2: classic dumb brother. <laughs> ain't the first time I've called him dumb ain't going to be the last time. Hey, Micah, we're going to have words after this. <laughs> not just because of the cold thing, but because he killed my wife. Um.
5: What was the L again? Lawful. 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 lawful
2: this will be the last time you have to tell us, because Barbara write it down. All right, so then what's on the newspaper?
5: He said it was, like, uh, from Atro City?
3: Yeah, it's the Atro Tribune. It's filled with news articles about the goings-on in grotesque. Can we read it? Yeah. Headline, atrocities in Atro City. (laughs) I get (laughs) that. There's civil unrest in the city. Many believe the Abrillians are to blame for the Wolfman's death. Curfew has been put in place for the safety of all citizens.
5: Curfew? Does it say how early the curfew is?
2: It says uh, sunset. Well, we know the Abrillians didn't do it. Is it a curfew being uh, enforced by a few coughs? (laughs) Curfew, few coughs. Oh, gotcha. I was
3: like, I don't get it. There's something I'm missing. (laughs) Curfew. (laughs)
2: So,
5: uh,
3: uh, read more on page six.
5: Elga turns to page six.
3: There is no page six.
5: Okay.
2: Well, what? I, I think that this has something to do with Ma and Pa, because I I feel like the area fifteen, the Abrailians were always kind of pitted against everyone else for being so different. Yeah. And it's a lot of it had to do with I think their beliefs and how counter they were to the rest of the land. So someone has skin in this game, and they're trying to pit everyone against the Abrelians Hmm. Or no skin? Yeah, they are floating brains. With I think Eddie has no skin. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's clever. Did Eddie have anything against the Abralians? Eddie had something against uh, everybody. Eddie, Eddie had something against the uh, the Ma. Is that the thing that brought everything together?
3: Yes. The yes. Ma and the paw, depending on yeah. what you believe. Yeah, sure, sure, sure.
5: And Eddie was against Ma. Eddie kept questioning uh,
2: other monsters about uh, the the officials about the Ma. Something happened he did not like about that. Do we know mm. what base like? Type, Eddie is,
3: you know, what do you mean? Tiefling,
2: yeah, human, like race, like race? Oh gosh, gotcha.
3: uh, no, you're not sure. He looks so, um,
5: but he has green unusual, veins. right?
3: Yeah, you can't, you can't place
2: it. I didn't hear veins, I heard bangs. <laughs> <laughs> green bangs. That was,
3: that
2: was he went color. through a breakup. Cool. <laughs> uh, there was two letters, a newspaper clipping, and a note. Yeah. Lightning
3: strikes twice. Okay. In a bizarre turn of events, famous scientists Dr. Frank and Stein Victor were evidently struck by lightning again. The two have fallen into a comatose state with no sign of waking up. Frankenstein's right and left hand man, Uyghur, has temporarily stepped into Uh-oh. leadership vacuum to carry the town through unforeseen tragedy. In other news, taxes have soared in Musketon.
4: Man,
2: taxes have soared in Musketon? Mm hmm. It's keep coming. Why? Maybe because. Is that just a headline? No we, article? Because Wegor stepped into Muscatin, the leadership? He remember, oh, yeah, because Weigor Remember?
5: He tried to give us a. Volts a tax. tax a, Volts oh yeah. tax. Wait, is
2: Mosketson where Wegor's at? Right. Okay, sorry. Yeah. My brain. Yeah. Yeah, is the my, Volts tax.
5: That's the. Uh, <laughs> nice. The holds text. <laughs> yeah, it
3: is. Yeah, you get one. Give yourself an inspiration. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I'm alive, kind of thing, the, where that started.
2: Right, exactly. And, okay, sorry. My brain translated that to carcassoule. I was uh, trying to figure out, like, if you were moving into carcassoule, gotcha, like, gotcha. why they had text. Oh, yeah. Okay. It seems like stuff's going on everywhere. Is there any other information? Wear weather. Okay.
3: Take extra care as a double full moon will illuminate the skies
5: tonight.
2: Oh. Okay. What else do we got? Why was that interesting? Well, I don't know. We we probably haven't <laughs> experienced awful.
5: that before because it's only been a week, over just over a week Ooh, since together. this all began, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. Is there any good news? No, that's about it. It seems like it's just the the front page that was sent along, and you know the the further pages aren't there, which is why when Elga looked for page six, it what's wasn't the weather going to be like today? Mostly Clear Skies. Oh,
2: that's nice.
5: Yeah. Is there any other thing we haven't read yet? Because we had the two notes, the newspaper, and wasn't there one other thing?
2: Mostly Clear Skies was a chance of revenge. (laughs) It was the
3: note from Weezer.
5: The note from Weezer.
0: Yeah. And what is the note from Weezer? Can you read that one more time? Too
7: cold.
0: No luck finding Eddie or infiltrating
3: the Vampspire. Urgent business has come up in Forluk. Please continue the investigation into Eddie and Vania. What do we know about the Spire? Was he invest? Why was he investigating the Vampspire? I don't know if he told you. We, what?
2: we. I think he was saying that they were. We were going to divide and conquer. He was heading to. We were all collectively heading to Vania. 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 He continued on when we had to go chase.
4: Uh oh, booger,
2: uh, stinker. Do correct. To, I, I know. A good memory.
3: It's a good job. Stinker. You can have. You can so have inspiration. So, so engaged with the uh, story. Uh, Elga, you know rich storytelling. You know the Vampspire is where you're from. spire? Vampspire. Spire is in like the castle spire. Do I
2: remember where I'm from?
5: This is about Elga right now, Bernie. <laughs> Elga time.
3: I'm gonna say no, that we've had little flashes, but nothing definitive that you've identified yet.
2: And he said he was gonna go he's giving up on Vania, but he's going to another land. Fawnalock. What do we know yeah. about Faunolock? Make a wisdom check. I'm gonna do one too, cause I wanna know. Please. That was my question I was gonna ask. Fifteen. That's an eight. Oh, that's a. So, 23.
3: Normally, normally when she <laughs> does good
2: uh, wisdom checks, I that's did. It, that's I it. rolled a wisdom check about five minutes ago for something else we didn't use, and I rolled a 19. <laughs> and nat 20
3: for 25. There we go. Oh. All right. Getting some good ones in there. You know that. Faunalok is near the center of Groteth and it's near a body of water and that it's filled with people Oh this is Nessie who are very religious
2: This is Nessie the Loch Ness monster is one of the one of the people's in charge of this place You know Ooh. I th- I would have thought that like Vania would have been like the final boss fight place I didn't think I feel like after Vania we're going to go to Faunalok. What are you talking about final boss? S- are you, S- no, do, no, no, do you, sorry, you sorry. think this is a game or something? Quick question. I S- just died. What's wrong with what you? Is, I know you should be in warning. I, I am mourning. I am warning. I'm, I'm upset. I think you're in shock. Do you need, do you need a problem? Do you need, do you need a moment? Okay. Well, we know <laughs> He's resetting meta. We kind of know that we need to go to Vania, obviously. That, and the Weezer basically confirmed it. Uh, Louis slash Robert is awake. I have questions for him, but I'm going to do it away from Carol. I think in the meantime, like maybe Chip is going to go take care of Carol and then oh, we, yeah. can, we can all depart. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Chip picks up Carol's body, takes her to far away from the rest of the group. Finds the prettiest tree he can, uh, rests her under that, sits with her a while. Not much words are spoken. He just he just he just takes a moment and then uh, makes sure she looks comfortable, and then he and then he leaves.
3: As you stand to leave, a small ball of light emerges from Carol's chest, and her body slowly dissolves into sparkling green dust. And after a moment, the ball of light fades away from view. All right, well, Chip enjoys that moment, kind of takes
2: in the scenery, takes a couple of deep breaths and continues to do his group.
6: Okay, guys, now nobody say anything in a loud voice to ruin the moment with Chip, okay? <laughs> I know some some of you are tempted to do this at some point, but none of you do it, okay?
3: I have a genuine question. Did Carol have something like the blurble blade? Like the arm blade arm of blurble? Blade? Blade, yeah. yeah. Blurble. No, she had a dagger. But that was it. I I had already searched her and and kind of got everything. So you've got the dagger? Uh, She had a dagger when you saw her in Talon headquarters. That dagger was not on her body when you searched it after she came out of hemoglobin. Yeah, I don't, I
2: don't suspect I'm gonna get any loot off of Carol. <laughs> no, no, no. I was actually, I, I had, I had different intentions, but this is interesting that okay. the dagger's not there. So Chip walks back quietly to the group, pulls out his arm blade, and holds it up to Robert's neck, and says, "Why didn't you tell me about this? You, you had been working with her. You gave her a disguise. You didn't tell me about any of this."
0: Well, you know, it's patient confidentiality. I'm not allowed to That's disclo- my wife. But she didn't fill out like the hit before. <laughs> but like genuinely,
2: like like Chip is like you knew so much that you could have told me, and you're and I find out in a posthumous letter. Carol probably kept him to a, a secrecy, and he was he was
0: following her wishes,
6: probably for your own safety, Chip. Uh,
0: I understand your anger. I'm with Chip. Oh, I apologize. I did nothing out of ill will or had any intention to mislead you. But her decision to do. What she would with the information was hers, not mine. If you have
2: any other information, now would be the time to share it. I am not messing around,
0: Robert. I have no knowledge of this device that was attached to her waist. I think our next step is to investigate this. You didn't know it was on it? No, I had nothing to do with this device. And you've never seen anything like it? No. Do you recognize the sigil? Well, the sigil was from Vania. Seems we're all needed in Vania. And if I'm not mistaken, we'll find ourselves on Mount Ignis. The village of Vania is at the top of this ridge, but wow. it will take several hours to reach the summit. So, are we camping here for the night, or are we pressing on? I'm still recovering, so I'll follow your lead. We had a long rest not too long ago, but are we doing okay? I wouldn't
5: mind a long rest. So I could get a certain ability back. Yeah.
2: Okay. All. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll... that's right. That's right. We 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 uh, pushed a lot of buttons in the last episode uh, to try yeah. out new abilities. Oh, right. Chip is gonna holster the arm blade. Let Robert go. And he's just gonna he's gonna step away and say, "Let's just take a long rest." Yeah. I, may I make a suggestion? Go ahead, Barney. Uh, let me make a hut. A tiny one. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. She was smiling as you said that. Let let, let, let me read the tiny hut.
4: A 10 foot radius and mobile
2: dome of force springs in existence around and above you and remain stationary for the duration. The spell ends if you leave the area. Nine creatures creatures of medium size or smaller can fit inside the dome with you. The spell fails if, if its area includes a larger creature more than nine. Creatures and objects within the dome when you cast a spell can move through it easily. All other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Spells and other magical effects can't extend through the dome and be cast through it. The atmosphere inside the dome is comfortable and dry regardless of the weather. So it is genuinely a spell to cast for a secure place yes. to spend the night. Or to catch yourself if you're falling from the sky. No, it is not. I I said (laughs) what it is meant for is what I said. Tiny dome. Okay. That sounds cool. Let's take a long rest in that. I'm going to make a tiny hut. Thank you, Barney. It's like a one-minute casting time? I can do it as a
3: ritual also, but, yeah, it's one minute.
5: I also imagine if it's not in combat, it's not. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I was just curious. Like, it wasn't, like, an hour. I I knew it was, like, normal than a... It wasn't just an action. Like, it did take a while. It's one minute. But, yeah, if it's a ritual, it's ten minutes, I think, right? Yeah, but... I mean, we're not. I can just cast it because then I'll get my spell spots back. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you all decide to camp for the night. We do now. Do all you need to sleep or who sleeps? Who doesn't sleep? I don't sleep. I think regardless, Chip is just going to. He doesn't need to take
2: a long rest. He's going to. He went through a lot today. Mm-hmm.
5: I'm going to take a long rest.
2: Barney? Yeah, I'll take a, I'm will take. going to take a long rest and then uh, let. Barney will let stinkers come hang out. Do you cuddle stinker? Not oh, cud- That's cute. I love cuddle. It's not cuddling. Look, he's whining. He wants a cuddle. He's <laughs> just not shooing him away or anything. Oh. Let him onto
3: the cot. Let him onto the cot. That's a, that's a big sign of affection from a grumpy old man like Barney. Yeah, that's true. I can relate. So y'all take your long rest. During that time, I teach Gigi about all the different kinds of flowers. Ooh. <laughs> what kinds? Like how? There's wheat flour.
4: Oh, I thought you meant- Oh, I
3: thought
4: you meant-
5: (laughs) There's
3: and uh, I thought W-E-R. Another type of flour (laughs) wizard. Fleur. Not fleur, flour. Fleur. Fleur. What about oval nuts? (laughs) There's oval nut flour. (laughs) Oval nuts! I had oval nuts in my inventory. Mm. We should eat some. So you all take your long rest and, you know, as you're relaxing, Barney, where are you? You don't recognize this place. What? You're like, see a city of shadows with a tall black spire in the center. You spot two adult humanoids talking to each other. Maybe they know where you are? Uh, h- hello? Can I get approach them? Yeah. You want to approach and try to talk to them? Y- yeah.
2: Hi, uh, I'm Barney.
3: I, um, I seem to have lo- lost myself. Th- where is this? Make um. let's call it a, just make a charisma check.
4: Oh, not so
2: great, that's a six.
3: Six. Mm. That, that's, about, that's about par for Barney. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the two people are entirely preoccupied and they don't pay you any mind. It's almost like they can't hear you. Hello! Okay, what do they look like Dick, now that I'm closer? It's hard to pick up. The female's back is to you. All you can see is her black hair, but the male has a fanciful face with pale skin and blonde curly hair. He's wearing a tailored black suit with matching hat and sporting a fancy red necktie. Do you have your yarn? Your yarn. How uh, do uh, I remember uh, your lore better than you do? No, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, right. <laughs> just wander up to people <laughs> and talk to them, while pulling yarn. Well, that's whenever
2: I'm. That's just to, to pass the time. Okay, I'm trying to figure out where I am. Okay, excuse, excuse me. That's rude to ignore people. Can I like?
3: That boomer move just like playing
4: <laughs> <there>. <laughs> I'm a victim um, I will
3: be acknowledged <laughs> I am inserting myself Into this And I'm mad that you're not including me I'm
2: the protagonist It
3: just seemed like an old man thing to do Yeah, you're doing, yeah good. you're doing good The two people you know, It's uh, one male the other female they, It appears like they're arguing They're in a heated debate But it's hard to make out their words It's like they're muffled it's not the hour. It's not ours. Why don't you roll me a, a history check with advantage, Barney? Cheeth? teeth. You sure you don't want double advantage? Because that's a five and a six, Gus. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh wow.
2: I'm sorry. I know you're trying to deliver information. Yeah. You gave me advantage. I have an inspiration dice. I can use it. You want me to use my inspiration dice no, to you? Guy. That's You'll up get it to back.
4: All, right. All of a sudden, yeah. Chip
2: appears here and rolls your charisma yeah. checks for you. I'll do it. <laughs> That sounded like a threat! Yeah, it did. <laughs> well, oh, oh, I'll like, oh, oh, really like, my inspiration dice! Yes. Acknowledge me! <laughs> I feel like you wanted me to... <laughs> it might be like a perception check that Chip was doing that he had to do his lucky a few times to yeah. get the good one. you could find out that, you know, any number of things. Here it is. This is your landlord, perhaps.
5: 18! <laughs> <laughs> Worth it.
3: You think you've met this person before, but it seems like a lifetime ago.
5: The man, or the, woman?
3: the man, the man. You can't see the 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 female space. Do face. I? How are my feelings towards them? You know, you can you you might have not remember them, but you have a, a an emotional. Yeah, you try to think about your feelings to them, but then everything goes dark. Oh,
5: you said the guy had blonde hair in a suit.
3: Pale. <laughs> yeah, a tailored black suit. That's it, Barney. That's the end. R.I.P.
2: Barney died. <laughs> okay. uh-huh. Guys, guys, Again? Barney won't
3: wake up. Oh God. I feel like that's what it is. Old man asleep, and that's hmm, that's it. Scary. And, and, and it was in front of a
2: big t- tower, tire spire tower. <laughs> he found it. What's oh the God. word? Spire. Yeah, tall black spire. I feel spire. like we're going to one of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, like the way you did that was like going down the books and you missed all the books. Then <laughs> <laughs> you got to the right one but kept going.
5: Tire, fire, spire, fire, wire. T- yeah, t-
2: like you you got there and then just kept going. And it's the wrong hour? Is what I thought they said. It's not the hour.
5: Or it's not ours.
2: And they, you couldn't tell what they were saying. Right. And so Gus said that's what it sounded like. Or it seemed like, yeah.
5: Question. You said that Elgo was from Vamspire. Vampspire, yeah. That's in Vania?
2: Correct. Okay. Can we define that? So is Vania a, like a county or a, a state And vampires? Vance.
3: So Vamp Vania is the village. <laughs> Vania's the village. Correct. And Vampspire is within Vania. Like as a, like it's a building, a neighborhood, a, a development? Yeah, it's like a building. Okay.
2: Was that a memory, or was that a premonition? I don't know.
3: I don't think he's going to hear much else. we to figure else. that out. Chip, you feel soft blades of freshly mown grass beneath your toes. Stabbed. Soft blades That sentence from a different direction. Yeah. Soft, this is my dream, blade. huh? Yeah. Okay. You look up and see Skipper flying back to you so soon. Silly bird, he's still learning. He descends slowly onto your shoulder and nuzzles his beak against your face. He's still carrying the note tied to his leg. Okay, well, let's take a look at that note. Oh, it's your own handwriting, Chip. It's a simple poem meant for Carol that reads. Oh, you're gonna make me write the note right here? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh God. Poem? Yeah, it's just a, a, a simple. It's a short poem, just like something that you know Chip came up with and scribbled it down. It's for training purposes to get you know Skipper to to carry stuff.
2: Right, right. But I do want an iambic pentameter. What is that? <laughs> it's Shakespeare. <laughs> In that big Oh, I thought you said it shakes beer. Yeah, no, <laughs> which that was, is why uh, I was confused. Context clues. <laughs> <laughs> you are not the person that context clues from. I know. You are the antithesis of context clues. Okay, this is like a bit of a snarky one because you know, it's uh, the 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 sky is blue and I am violet. I'll see you in our bedroom in private. I don't uh, know.
4: It's like it's a little it's, uh, it's a little, cheeky, a little you cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know.
2: This is for, that was for Carol? Or th- yeah. It's not for you, Barney. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, I just thought that's yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of like, yeah. hey, it's you like know. It's like a training thing. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. After you read it, you know, you look back at Skipper and Skipper seems distracted. His head is turned back toward the house, almost like he hears something that you don't. Yeah, I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. Stealthfully.
2: Oh, so stealthfully. <laughs> yeah. So you 100%. like sne-
3: sneak up to like a window, or yeah. you sneak
2: back inside. Is like, this, what, what do you mean? So at this point, I, we've both given up. We're together. So like, I don't know. I still have this like assassin instinct. So I'm gonna just kind of like quietly approach, not like full blown like lurking, but just like you know soft footsteps and hide around corners.
3: Yeah. Why don't you uh, make a stealth check?
2: Okay. Wow. Back when Carol was alive, how fun. Wish I could get more of that in this show. <laughs> <laughs> I have advantage on stealth. You're having it right now. I have advantage on stealth. That's a 13 and a 13. My, my roles are always the
5: same. I mean, you had a good one for when it mattered.
3: Yeah, that's true. You sneak up to a window and, you know, try to like peer in and see what you can see and, you know, what you can hear. And you see that Carol is talking in hushed tones to someone else inside the house. It's hard to make out what they are saying though. And you notice the man hands Carol something small, but it definitely flashed in the light, as if shiny. Is it the pen from the sheath? It could be. It seems like it's a, a very similar similar size. What does the man look like? it's hard to see him the drapes are blocking him a bit you know you only get little bits and pieces of his look okay but you do notice that carol is not meeting his gaze she's looking down at her feet and the other person does have their back to you but it does seem like they're large in a blue coat with a high collar i feel like as soon as i make a
2: move to go into the the house my, my dream is going to go out do i'm going to go i'm going to go in and investigate just, okay. She seems troubled I don't think that she's doing anything wrong, but I
3: feel like this guy is making her feel like something is wrong How do you what like, what do you mean you and you go in like how do you how do you want to approach it? How
2: many open windows in the house? You, like, do that's what he's you.
3: that's what he's looking in, right? Yeah, you're looking in one of the windows right now. Is it open? Yeah, I'll crack it open. Hey guys. How's it going? Carol uh, looks at you rather Shocked.
7: Oh goodness. <laughs> I thought that uh, you are waiting outside
2: Just checking if you're doing okay, honey
7: bunny. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, everything's
2: fine. <laughs> can I perceive she's lying?
3: <laughs> uh, you make an insight check. <laughs> All right. Oh, 18. You get the feeling that she's nervous. Mm.
2: Hey, big fella. Can I get you anything to drink?
3: He starts to turn around to uh, address you and everything goes dark. Mm.
2: Okay.
5: He's at large wearing a blue coat with a high collar?
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Alchemist got a coat. Alchemist got a gray it, coat. It's a gray, gray... gray suit. Correct. Yeah. Gray suit? Oh, there's no way that I could... it's not like an orange suit? Orange? What?
3: You think like Dumb and Dumber? Did I see Did I see a head or anything like that? The collar was very high, so it was hard to make out. But you did see uh, a little bit of like the top of a head.
5: And when you say large, is that D&D large or just like big tall guy? It's a large man.
3: A large person. So still like a medium-sized... Humanoid. Humanoid, but large okay. for that.
5: I'm not <laughs> trying
2: to milk details out of this, but I do think it would be in character for Chip to really take in a lot of what this guy's looks like, like down to like shoe size, specific height, hair color. Do I get any of that stuff? Because Gus is yeah. like, that's not how dreams work, man. Yeah. <laughs>
3: it's all weird. You see uh, like very full, thick, dark hair. Very full, thick, dark hair. Yeah, black hair. Okay. And feet, say size, uh, it's a large person, big shoes, uh, size 14. Oh. Eddie's bald, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Matee, with a crack, thunder roars overhead. Ka Your feathers are soaked from the incessant storm. But this is what you signed up for. The mission comes first. You peer down from your rooftop perch to see if the coast is clear before you try to sneak in through the window. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Are you, are you a spy?
2: Are you like, are we like each other? Are you like me for real, for real?
3: (laughs) 17. You see a brawny man around the corner and stop just below you right outside the window. They look huge, like they can handle themselves, but you notice an itch in their step. I go for the leg. Ooh, go ahead and make um. we'll call it like an unarmed strike. 16. Yeah, that connects. Go ahead and roll damage. Six. You hit the large person. You said you went for the legs, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of knocks him off balance. He's big, so he doesn't totally fall down, but he definitely, like, you know, when your knee kind of goes out and you, like, stumble a little bit.
2: I do another attack. Oh, okay. If
3: he's come down, I go for the head.
2: <laughs> okay. Dead leg. I'm, I'm I'm David Fincher Sherlocking. This is what I'm doing. Mm.
3: Did David Fincher do Sherlock? Yeah.
2: He did? Wow. Uh, sorry, Guy Ritchie. Guy, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie.
3: Ritchie. Okay, there he goes. Guy Ritchie. 23. Oh, uh, that hits. That one only did five. Mm, okay the large person gets hit in the head and, you know, covers their face a little bit at the site for a site of impact and begins yelling out in a rather barbaric voice. Bad burn, bad burn. And tries to grapple you. Do I have time to react to the grapple? Yeah, what Okay. I want to
2: do ethereal phase. Ooh, what does that do? Uh, it makes me intangible. <laughs> Are they a ghost at this point?
3: Oh, can I? That's a, that's a good question. That's actually a very good question. This could be from life. You uh attempt to, you know, ethereal phase, but the person, this large man, still puts their hands right on you. Oh. It's not they're you know, they're I rolled poorly, so (laughs) from a metagame perspective. So they try to uh grapple you, but they're unable to firmly get a hand on you. Are we indoors? No, you're outside.
5: Raining. You're raining, you're you're wet and
3: you're out
2: by a window. This is your John Wick moment. And it's night? Yes. Could I
3: grapple them and fly up? Yeah, sure i go ahead and make a uh, a grapple check and I'm gonna oppose it. I didn't make you oppose it because I rolled a six, which Do we terrible.
5: get a physical description of this person?
3: Big? Large. Just, large. just large. Yeah, it's dark. It's hard to see.
5: Hey, it's me, Dream Chimp.
2: Does he have dark hair and a blue coat? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> That's a 10. So I'm gonna reroll that and get a 23. <laughs> That's your inspiration Dad. Yes, it is.
3: 12. Yeah, you did better than me. You know, you grab onto the person and you said you were going to start flying up? Yes. As you, you know, grapple them and begin flying up, you hear a loud crash, and a body is thrust through the window and lands with a thud on the wet pavement. He strains to breathe as he looks up at you. His body's emaciated and skin tight. Something small and silver flashes in his hand. Maybe a pin? He's not
0: uh, what he seems. This is his world.
3: Crunch. A sharp pain sears from your neck down through your body. Your veins throb a sickly green color, and you feel your life force being drained from your body. The world around you goes fuzzy, and the last thing you see are two fangs dripping above a blood red necktie. Oh. Whoa. We just, we just witnessed Matid's death. Go ahead and make a perception check, Matid.
2: This was a separate person. I was grappling somebody, and a separate person came Correct. through. Oh, interesting. He said
5: the two fangs were dripping something about the necktie?
3: Dripping above a blood red necktie. Blood red necktie. 24 on perception check. Without a doubt, you're immersed in a warm liquid and you've been here before. You're even able to make out other figures floating in the same fluid with you. Many of them seem similar. A shadow eclipses you from above. You see watery silhouettes walking around just beyond the surface. They look like people. One of them stops Uh... and seems to look down at you. Wait, can you see me? Oh, the person says that? Yeah. Is this your tomb? Oh, man, I don't even know what what it would do. Where am I? You try to speak, but it comes out as gurgles.
1: I'm sorry, I can't understand you, but don't worry. It's almost
0: time.
3: And with that, everything goes white.
5: Largle gurgles?
2: That's when Mateed went to hell. (laughs) (laughs) And they could not handle me, so they sent me back. Uh Oh. We're we're in the
6: bad place.
3: Elga, what's that sound?
6: It's like
3: a whimpering beast huh? the door's slightly ajar and you can peek inside i peek inside roll a perception check with advantage i ignore it
5: <laughs> <laughs> with advantage yeah 18.
3: did you scoff at an 18? no
5: because my second roll was a one.
3: uh. uh, uh so I'm yeah
5: glad i got the 18.
3: the wind rattles the window panes the room's almost enveloped in shadows the whimpering seems to be coming from the corner Amongst cascading shadows across the room, you spot a moonlit petite bed in the corner and hear whimpering coming from beneath the blanket. And you might to get a closer look and see a young girl with dark features and jet black hair. It's your sister, Evena. She must be dreaming.
5: Uh okay. Could I tell if this is a memory or if it's like current events? Like does this seem familiar to Elga?
3: Or a vision of the future? Why don't you uh pinch yourself? I pinch myself. Ow! You take one point of damage. <laughs> <laughs>
5: And uh, I'm afraid. And not that dying. was just I'm for guys.
3: Roll, uh, roll your... Do you have a, a top? Uh, a little...
5: Oh, my Inception. inception?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Two piercing blue eyes bolt open and stare straight at you. With lightning speed, the little figure lunges from the bed in the corner onto the ceiling and quickly crawls along it like a spider heading straight for you.
5: Ugh. And this is not my sister.
3: This was the... Person you saw as your sister,
5: but you said that she had dark, dark features and jet black hair, and then some two blue, blue eyes, eyes. Open? You,
3: two yeah, two piercing blue eyes bolt open and so stare straight at you. It's her eyes. Yes.
5: Okay, and she jumps she's, onto she's, the she's ceiling gotten, and, like like yeah. Exorcist
3: girl on the ceiling. Yeah.
6: Um, this doesn't seem like it's really happening. I don't know if I've ever seen you do this, Avina. Maybe you should come down from there.
3: Make a persuasion check. Fourteen. Rather than her coming down, suddenly the room spins around and you feel yourself fall upwards onto the ceiling.
6: Okay, this is
5: fun! <laughs>
3: Make a dexterity saving throw. Thank
5: gosh. Ooh, six.
3: The change in orientation is too much for you, so you fall prone onto the ceiling uh, and you take two points of bludgeoning damage.
5: Does this, I'm I'm in a long rest right now, what's happening? <laughs> I'm gonna wake up with less hit points than I started with. The little girl
3: lunges at you with her mouth wide open as if ready to chomp. Whoa. But it makes no sense. She's not a vampire. And with a chomp, you feel her teeth sink into your arm and your mind begins to spin much like the room.
7: See you soon, sister.
3: Everything goes black and you suddenly wake up lying on the ground amongst your party members once more.
7: Hey,
2: Barney. We're never staying in this hut again. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst day of sleep I've ever gotten. Is this
3: haunting? Ow. You feel a shooting pain in your arm and your head, and you look down and see two fresh teeth marks in your arm. Whoa.
6: Okay, so does anyone else have very weird dreams that are not really dreams? Because I woke up with something very physical, something that I dreamed about. Yeah,
3: in fact, you feel like a little bit of life has drained from your body. Your total hit point maximum drops by five hit points. What? Your Maximum? Yeah.
5: Is that permanent?
3: For now.
2: Okay. If you guys could stop like goofing about, just let us have a happy day. Can we go to like (laughs) a, you know, hex flags or something? What's the grotesque version of a happy place? I I like the day that I I had uh, recently where I got a new kitty. That was a nice day. That was a nice day. That was a nice day. day. I think, yeah, no, no one died that day. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in my dream was so rude. There was, this, there was this dark-haired woman and then this man with a tailored black suit and a red tie and blonde-haired. He just like, completely ignored me. Big she- man, big blue jacket, black dark hair. Talking to my wife. I don't know why he's giving her a pin.
6: My sister bit me.
2: <laughs> Mateed? I think I had a dream of how I died.
6: Oh, that's way bigger than any of our <laughs> dreams, I
2: think. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a big
6: deal. How would that do you die, Matead?
2: I think I, I think I might have been poisoned the same way as Carol. Oh.
6: Uh, I did not do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, there was that figure as well in my dream. Was he? Uh, uh, he had a uh, uh, red necktie. Was he also ignoring you rudely? <laughs> no, actually, his attention his attention was quite on me, quite a lot. Robert, did you have any stupid dreams? If Robert's dead, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine's Blaine's track record of hating all of our NPCs keeps going.
5: Specifically, the ones that Blizz voices.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Ben Ben voices another one. Yeah, that's true. Ah, yes. all right. Robert's still asleep. Is he? Seen, yeah, how is no, he's is Lewis. Oh, no, he's Restful. Oh, I he's Robert. Now. He's Robert yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it yeah, restful it's, it's, sleep? It's oh. like, it's
3: like a, a dog, you know, kicking their leg. Woof,
2: woof, woof. Oh, that's nice. He's but, like,
3: I don't know if you're gonna let me do
2: it. Can I put some more of that purple liquid on him. <laughs> do you still have some? Well, I bought. I don't know. I bottled it. Was it a one use thing or did I have yeah, enough? It's two? like okay.
3: one. You only bought one, right? I didn't buy it. I bottled it oh, a cave or how whatever. How many bottles did you have?
2: I think 14. I want to say I 14. Mean, I, I think I only said the one. So I, think I guess it was it's one. Gone.
3: Yeah. That was the dream sharing liquid? Yeah. I wasted it. Chip, you find the silver pin that Carol gave you with an S wrapped around the scabbard. The pin shimmers across your eyes, and you hear a sword unsheath. And you feel a new memory pop into your head.
2: much lore. Yeah. Turns out Carol is alive the whole, the whole time and yeah. everyone lived happily a dream. It was all, a dream. It was all a dream. We don't know what's a dream Keep telling yourself that. My hut did not work. Nope. We <laughs> uh, hate it looks great. Y'all, had, y'all got a long rest. Y'all feel great. And Chip goes against his firefighting ways and lights the hut on fire <laughs> <laughs> with the alchemist inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no emergency
3: exit, right? Uh, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. Chip would be very concerned about Uh-oh. that. Uh-oh.
5: Did you guys know that you could directly support the show by subscribing at stinkydragonpod.com first and become a first member? Yes, you can. And some of our amazing little stinkers, aka our first members, we want to shout out this episode are Chivalrous Pig 12, Gabe Up in your head, we got Cryptid Collection. L the Dragon and Creative underscore 06. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show and being first members. These guys are directly supporting the show and they also get access to more great content like Second Wind, interact with us on our subscriber only Discord channels and events, and so much more, including getting an ad free experience. Again, that's stinkydragonpod.com slash first. We cannot thank you guys enough for your support that lets us make this show. We also want to give a quick shout out to some friends that voiced some characters this episode. We have The Alchemist, voiced by BlizzBear, at BlizzBear on social media. We have Carol Kino Haney, voiced by Laurel Rothamel, who is at Laurel Rothamel on social media. Count Von Breath, voiced by the wonderful Trevor Collins, at underscore Trevor C on social media. And finally, Avina Von Brath, voiced by... Kristen Nelson, who is at Kristen Allen on social media. Thank you guys so much for lending your wonderful voices to our show. The Stinky Dragon channel is managed by Ben Ernst. This episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon was produced by Kai Cook, written, edited, and composed by Micah Reisinger, with additional editing work by David Saunier. Head over to stinkydragonpod.com for all things stinky, and tune in next time for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon.
7: Mind helping me unload? <laughs> a little early for a nap, sweetheart, don't you think? Did
6: you really think that you could hide from
5: us? You know we're always connected. No illusions can conceal your true nature to us. Besides, you have work to do.
7: Talon isn't finished with you. Ah, the infamous killer, Carol Kino. Or is it shivy? I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> what do you want? Word is you're the assassin that can handle any hit no matter what the stakes. Well, let me tell you, the stakes couldn't be higher, my dear. Wouldn't you agree, Chip? Stop, I, I'll do whatever you want. Just don't hurt him. Ooh, that's splendid news. See, ladies, I told you we'd all be fast friends. <laughs> <sighs> so who's your target? Just say I've been meaning to discuss some rather grave issues with our clan leaders, starting with Lorenzo Wilson. Oh, that reminds me. Since we're friends and all, I brought you a gift. I had it handmade just for you. Call it an insurance policy. In case you change your mind when the time comes, this little belt will help us keep an eye on you and let us know if you're coloring outside the lines. Who are you? Of course! How rude of me! You can call me... Eddie!